And we're live. Welcome to today's episode of MicroConf On Air. As always, I'm Rob Walling. I'm going to be your host today. Every other Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, we live stream for 30 minutes. We cover topics related to building and growing ambitious SaaS startups that bring us freedom and purpose and allow us to maintain healthy relationships. We don't ask for permission to start companies. We build and ship real products, sell to real customers who pay us real money. And today we have a real product and a real founder who's selling that product to real customers for real money. I'm going to welcome Molly Wolchansky to the show in just a second. I want to read a little bit about her so you have some background. Topic today is moving from an agency model to SaaS, 14 months to 8KMR, Bootstrap SaaS. So Molly Wolchansky is the founder, co-founder of The Agent Nest, and that is at The Agent Nest on Twitter, or I believe it's theagentnest.com. Molly... Um, it has started the Agent Nest. It's a SaaS that provides print and social media marketing content for real estate agents, as well as social media scheduling. Before she started the Agent Nest, she ran a marketing company, published multiple poetry books through her publishing company, wrote plays that were produced around Dallas. That's pretty cool. Created handmade gifts for her Etsy shop, copy edited novels for a publisher. Oh, I love this. I love the polyglot. And let's see, freelance for Texas magazines, read incoming news scripts at a production company, and even wrote a children's book called The Cactus and the Balloon. The Agent Nest debut was in 2020, and ever since its opening, her company's monthly recurring revenue has continued to climb at this trajectory. She will become the number one real estate marketing tool in the industry within a year. She has, her goal is 10K a month. I don't know if you heard her on Indie Hackers a little while ago, but she's almost there. If you have questions for Molly, someone who has bootstrapped a SaaS app to the level that most folks could quit their job, please post them in the MicroConf on air channel and MicroConf Connect. Or I guess you can maybe put them in the YouTube chat. I, I forget. Producer Xander is monitoring these things and he will paste them into our run of show as, uh, as we go through this. So with that, let me welcome Molly Wolchansky to MicroConf on air. Hello. Hey, it's great to see hey. you. Hey, great to see you too. Been a long time. <laughs> I know. Thanks. Thanks for joining me today. So I want to ask an opening question as we as we get into this. You've started a essentially a marketing tool for real estate agents. Now, I have this concept I talk about where it's you can choose customer pain or you can choose competitor pain. Because these days SaaS is mature enough that most big spaces where it's going to be easy to find customers is uh, very competitive. So you can go into smaller niches like real estate, like serving attorneys, like serving hair salons, and then you don't have as many competitors and building a great product as you've done is, I'd say, perhaps easier. There's less competition, but then you get customer pain, which is when you have, let's say, a lot of non-technical users, or you have folks who don't really understand software, or users who expect who need a lot of support, or maybe they expect everything to be free and that kind of thing. So I, in my mind, real estate is exactly that. It's a kind of a customer pain space. Do you, do you agree with that as someone who's on the inside? And I'm totally cool if you don't. I just want, I like to have my uh, beliefs challenged. Yes and no. We've definitely, it's definitely been a challenge sometimes with real estate agents and teaching them how to use my product because the median age of a real estate agent is between like 45 and 55. So some people are not even sure how to schedule posts or I used to teach classes at Keller Williams. Mm. And it's um, a big uh, real estate firm in the US for folks who don't know. Yeah, it's yeah, 
Exactly. And so I used to teach classes there about marketing for their real estate business. I would get a lot of questions. One person uh, actually asked me how to find Internet Explorer on their computer yeah. um, as a question. Yes, it does. It does get in the way. But at the same time, how we've alleviated this issue is whenever they sign up, they get a multitude of videos sent to their email just to help them get a lay of the land, if you want to put it that way. And so far, because I'm very specific in my videos and I, I want to make sure that I take time to go through every little detail in my, in my intro videos, we haven't had too many issues with people reaching out, not wondering how to use it. I think the biggest, the biggest one is the scheduled posting mm -hmm. when people, we do have a video for that, but sometimes people are unsure how to connect their social profiles or they get stuck. And that's when I have to jump in and help them. Otherwise it's not, it's not too bad. Yeah. And as far as uh, competitors go, I actually, there are some competitors in, in the industry and there are a few other companies that are popping up that are similar to mine. Mm -hmm which has, I don't know, I'm, I'm hard on myself. Mm -hmm. So whenever I see new companies popping up, I'm always like, oh, are they doing better than me? Are they making more money than me? And I, I probably should stop doing that because it seems like that's more of a deterrent than uh, a deterrent for success, I think. Right, is, well, it's detrimental. Comparing yourself. Yeah, yeah, detrimental to your mental health. It's a cycle I think a lot of us get into, I mean, that's natural for as founders for us to a, either really despise our competition or to be envious of them because it's a tough game yeah. and so much of this is, is the mental game. So that makes a lot of sense. You, before the Agent Nest, you had um, essentially, it was a marketing agency and you had mm -hmm. 10 to 15 high touch customers. And yeah. I heard you say in another interview that you you were just working a lot, I think weren't enjoying it. You were over overwhelmed. At what point did you realize that creating a self-service SaaS tool like the Agent Nest could increase your bandwidth and your revenue opportunities. Like when was that magic moment of insight of like, I gotta take a different tact and, and do this self-service? That is a really good question. So I think, I think it became too overwhelming. I was helping individual real estate agents with their digital marketing and their print marketing. And a lot of times I would say, okay, this is what I'm gonna do for you. I will post your social media every other day and that's it. And then I would have people reach out to me and ask for more things. And I wouldn't say no, I would always say yes, because I always wanted people to be happy with me. And I ended up saying yes to so many different things with my clients that I was, I can't even explain to you how overwhelmed I became. With that, when I have a max of 15 clients, I can't, I couldn't handle any more than that. They, it was not possible. I thought, first of all, this is a lot of work. I am posting myself on everybody's social media accounts. I'm creating the flyers myself and emailing to them and for their open houses, for their new listings, just everything. And I, I just, I think I broke, I don't know how else to put it. I, I just got so tired of doing it. And at the same time, I was also thinking about the pricing structure because we have a lot of real estate agents who cannot afford 
to pay for individual marketing like that. So if you're looking at other real estate marketing companies, some people charge upwards of $1,500 a month just to manage social media. Now, I was not charging that much. I was charging between $300 and $450 per customer, sometimes less depending on what they needed. And so that, that became an issue too, because a lot of people said they can't afford my services. And I don't know, I, that just kind of got me a little upset there because I, I want everybody to be able to have access to marketing because it is so expensive. So I had to think about my issues, what my problems were. My problems were, number one, I did not have enough time and I could not take on a lot of clients. Number two, a lot of people could not afford what I was offering. So in order to alleviate those issues, I had to go deep inside myself and think, how can, uh, how can I service more people and how can I make it more affordable for more real estate agents, especially the new ones who can't pay $400 a month for their marketing? Oops, I muted myself. Sorry. Yeah. So that makes sense. So not only, so you didn't want to go up market because naturally, as you describe, I'm overworked and I have all these clients. I would think, well, raise your prices. If you have so many clients, normally you want to go up market, but it sounds like you had some type of internal compass and internal desire to democratize marketing for, for real estate agents. So then let's jump ahead. The agent nest as from what I've heard you describe, it's almost a no code tool. Is that accurate? Like it uses Canva, you white label the scheduling tool and something mm-hmm. else. Is there a lot? Cause you're not a developer yourself. So did you just cobble right. this together? Like it's super impressive. <laughs> Thank you. So we actually started out as a no code solution, a company. And so my co-founder, he has his own SaaS as well. And he's been, he's had his own company for eight years. And so he was able to help me out in creation. He's a computer programmer. So he helped me with that. I know how to create websites. I taught myself how to create websites. So he helped me out with the back end. But yeah, we didn't do any kind of coding or anything to start the company. I think we spent maybe $500 total just to start it. Yeah, just... Yeah, domain name. And then we wanted to make it into an LLC. So we also paid for that. Yeah, so it didn't cost that much to start it up. And yeah, so we now we are, we went, we started doing more coding. Now that we grew, we're able to have the resources to be able to do that. So now we use Vue and C Sharp. But for the most part, yeah, we didn't do any coding at the beginning. We just, for me, I just created the platform. I created all of the social media posts for it and the flyers and the videos. We put it in the back end of the website and people just click on the download button and they can have it go to their computer and do with it what they what they will. And so now you have software behind it, but because I really want to drive this point home because mm-hmm. I have enough folks reach out to me in any given month who say, how do I raise a bunch of money or how do I find a developer co-founder because I need to yeah. spend all this money on software. And that is, and every time I say, don't do that, you can get an, an MVP can be a bunch of spreadsheets and a Zapier hook. It's like, yeah. this isn't that hard. Yes, if you want to go build the next ESP, then you need to write some code. There's no way to, to fake that. But if you're a first-time founder without a success under your belt, I would say, don't go build the next ESP. It's too damn competitive. Yeah. Go into yeah. a smaller space. You have the stair-step approach to bootstrapping, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's heard it before. But yeah. I want to drive home that like you don't, an MVP does not require code. And even a working mm-hmm. app 
does not require code. I say app in quotes, right? It's a functioning thing that provides value and can be done via email and like I said, right. spreadsheets and 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 Zapier or Bubble or you use Canva. So I'm curious then eight months ago or 10 months ago, if I came to the Agent Nest and I saw your pricing and I clicked sign up, what happened? Did I go to a, a type form to sign up or did it send an email to you and then it was all manual from there? Or how was that flow done with essentially no code. Yeah. So we actually, we actually use auth zero for our signups. So whenever somebody clicks on that signup button and they put their information in, it's redirected to an auth zero checkout page. And then they just put in their information. And then from there, it's redirected into the back end of the website. But at, at first they get, and then they get the email with the videos and how to use everything. But yeah, the whole system is pretty much just, yeah, sign up. It takes you here, it takes you here, and then you're done. So we <laughs> used other programs to be able to make this work. Like we're using for our storage, we're using, oh my gosh, I'm totally blanking out here. But I know we use ConvertKit for our emails. Email. And then, oh my gosh. I'll remember probably like later tonight. Yeah. Randomly. Is it like Amazon but, using like Amazon S3 or something that is over? It's a no code. Oh, I'm sorry. Page. Butter CMS is what we're using. Okay. Yep. We're using, we're using butter for, for, to hold all of our content. So do you have yeah. a prompt prompter on the site? When have you ever been to a play and they forget and they go line and someone reads them a line? It seems like that's what you just did. You're like line and the butter no. CMS came out of nowhere. There's nobody in here, okay. but I do that all the time. I'll have a conversation with somebody and then I'll forget a name. And then 10 minutes later, I'll shout it out. And we'll be mm -hmm. like, what are you talking about? Yeah. But yeah, I have one of those minds where I can't let it go. So right. That's it's good, uh, yeah. good and bad. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's pretty, I, I'm the agent S is it's cool that you were able to get it so far to thousands in revenue Thank without you. writing code. And I think more people should tackle that approach. I think a big reason that you could do that is because it is, it is a SaaS app. It's a sub subscription model and all that. A big piece of it is mm -hmm. this content library that you created for, for realtors, right? It's marketing, yeah. it's tweets, it's social media tweet specific posts. Thank you is the word I'm looking for. So <laughs> social media posts, and even there's uh -huh. a lot of print stuff, there's listing templates, there's all this stuff. Did you create, you said you created that all yourself. That seems like a ton of work. There's 750 different pieces. And did you have that from your prior, um, prior agency? No, I, I did create everything myself, but I, I did not pull anything from my former clients because I wanted their I didn't want them to feel like I took from their social media posts. So yes, I started, I started creating the content for the agent. So we opened January, 2020. I started creating the content religiously in November of 2019 and just didn't stop. I would be on the computer all day long, just creating social posts, flyers. And then I did have a freelancer help me out with listing posts and open house posts and everything. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up doing it myself because I didn't like this. <laughs> so yes, every, all, every, pretty much everything that you see on the agent nest, I designed myself and yeah, it, it definitely did take a lot of time. So right now we have about, I think around 1600 pieces of content on wow. there. So there's also like a stock photo library and then we have blog posts. So I'm an English major went to college for that. So I enjoy writing. So all of our social media posts come with captions and hashtags. And then the blog posts um, that I created are also, I wrote myself as well. And they're 
just centered around the real estate business or they are fun ones like the best Airbnbs in the United States, mm -hmm. stuff like that. So that they can, my customers can use for whatever right. they would like to use it for. Yeah. So Part of the value is the the content essentially you have in the site. Have you had any issues? I would be secretly scared. I think that someone comes along, signs yeah. up, downloads all your content, and either then gets to use it for free or that they start a competitor. Okay. You know, have you had any issues with that? Yes. So when I first started the company, I you I used the hashtag the agent nest on embedded into my hashtags on my website. So whenever somebody used my social media post, copied the caption, the agent nest hashtag would be under there. Mm -hmm. So one day I was looking through my agent nest hashtag and I noticed that there were about 60 posts of the same post all posted at the same time. And I had to do some digging and yes, somebody who was charging real estate agents for marketing used my company for the content and right. I was so upset. So I ended up finding how finding out who it was and emailing them and asking them to pay me for all of the content that they used. They did not. There's not much you can really do about it at that point. They are they've already put it out there. I told mm -hmm. them to stop doing it or I'm gonna have to Legal, legal action, action, right? That's what you yeah. have to threaten, whether you're going to do it yeah. or not. That's. Well, I mean, I, I did say it. that, but I didn't want to sound like really scary, but I did. Well, I sometimes did. being scary yeah. is what it takes. Or are you, do you have it in your terms now that you can't, you can only use this for your own purposes or whatever, and you can't resell it? Yes. And also we are currently working on, so, uh, yes to that question. And then we're currently working on team plans. So another thing we've been running into is real estate agents a lot of times they are working on teams and then they end up sharing the account. So we're working on, first of all, not having more than one person logged in at once mm -hmm. and also having team accounts to where multiple people can sign up and they can just change the user sign up and the price per month changes like just a little discount for more members mm -hmm. on that. So it's definitely been We've definitely run into that, and we, but we can see through all zero how many posts somebody goes and downloads. Mm -hmm. So if we notice someone sign up for a free trial and then they're starting to download like fifty posts, I, I I'm like, sorry, you can't yep. be here. Anymore. It's too much. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You and I were chatting before we you know, we started streaming, and you had mentioned mm -hmm. that is an issue that you have a free trial, and so someone could feasibly come in and, and get it. Yeah, you're evaluating maybe not having a free trial, and I mm -hmm. that was probably the direction I, I would lean towards because someone signs up for the Agent Nest immediately they get value. They get value today because they can take that post and post it right away. So what are they trying out exactly? They're supposed to, they're trying to see if the content's good or not with 1600 yeah. pieces, it's good. So while <laughs> I don't know, I would be personally be moving in that direction for sure. Walling said, I think my co-founder's watching this right now. Rob Walling said, we need to take off free trial or take off free trial. Not need <laughs> to, but I would be evaluating <laughs> that as a thing. Yeah, I just think there are yeah. a lot of apps. You think about an app, again, I, I refer back to Drip, right? It's, it was email service yeah. provider and then yeah. it became a marketing automation. You sign up for oh, that yeah. and you mm -hmm. don't get value on day one because you have to import lists. You have to write emails. You often have these workflows you have to import. There is a time to, you want to check it out because it's really complicated. You're moving your whole business over to it, blah, blah, blah. 
the agent nest is not that like you have the luxury of it, it, to me it seems like it'd be it's it's a content library it's really easy to get value from that very fast and if i have my and i would love the same thing i want that see producers at the bottom <laughs> but no i think people That's get value and they should pay on day one and you should have this amazing refund policy of like absolutely under any reason for the first 30 days you can get a refund yeah. of your first month. That's where yeah. I was. That is a really good idea. So yes, as we were talking about it, I do want to get rid of the free trial because we are having issues of people signing up and then downloading posts and then leaving. Yeah. One way we did alleviate that is, is if they do cancel during the free trial, then they're done. Like they don't get to keep going on until the end of the free trial. So yep. if they can't, if they sign up and then decide to cancel 30 minutes later, they can't have access anymore. That's yep. just not cool. But I think the reason why we started the free trial to begin with, and I'm scared to let it go is because that is how we grew so much. And in March of 2020, my MRR was around $400. Mm -hmm. We added a free trial. And then in April of 2020, my MRR was $2,500. Back then it was a two week free trial. We had people sign up and then pay. And that's why I'm scared. Yeah. No, but that makes sense. It's, yeah. It's so okay here's... to do things that you're scared of though. You got to try it. You know, and see if it works. View it as an experiment as well. It's not, you're not right. committing to this for the rest of your life. You're committing sure. to this yeah. for the next two weeks. And if it's a train wreck, then you stop doing it. That's the first thing. Second thing mm -hmm. is if you go back to a trial, I mean, do, does someone need more than two days? Like I would make it a really short trial, like a two or a three day trial. Yeah. But before I did that, so if you try, if you cut off the trial, you do the refund, they pay up front and, and it doesn't work. I would... You could still have change that free trial button to browse our content or or see a demo of our content where they mm -hmm. can't download anything, but they can view in the read only view of exam like some really solid examples of what you have. And I'm guessing you already yeah. have that. I don't know what you already have on the side. I'm coming through it, but something similar, yeah, to where they can see some post examples and there's like a slideshow of the posts that they can look at, but I, I really do like your idea. I'm all about, I'm all about buzzwords too. I really, that's why I'm, I stuck to the free trial because everybody loves free trial, but I, I really in, enjoy what you're saying when it comes to a demo mm -hmm. or, or even make it like 24 hours or mm -hmm. something, even if I did keep it, I think that's a great idea and a really great suggestion. And it would be great if I could just talk to you every day. So <laughs> let me know if you're up for that. Cause Do a, <laughs> I just standing meeting. I have tons of time. That would be great. Cool. <laughs> too. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> I would like to invite you back on, onto a microphone air in the future though, after the experiment, because oh. I always love hearing what works and what oh, doesn't. Okay. And yeah. Perfect. That'd be fun. Yeah. It'd be fun to chat. Through. I would love, to, I would love to. Yeah. That'd be well, great. Last call for questions. I think I have one more question for you. And if anyone in the audience wants to ask, they know how to do it. Big question for me is how, one of the big advantages or one of the ways that you're going to outrun competitors from, you know, stealing your content or whatever is to just keep the content fresh, to have new stuff coming out on a monthly mm -hmm. or a quarterly basis. Are you doing that now? And how are you doing that? Because if you're still writing it all yourself and you're at AKMRR, <laughs> You probably need to get some help. That'd be uh Oh be... Rob. Yeah. <laughs> you with all your suggestions, fancy ways of making it more efficient. Yeah. So I am curious. How are you keeping it fresh? Yeah. Hold on one second. My did your headphones stop working? Huh? My headphone just started being weird. Sorry about that. Okay. okay. As far as your question goes, so yes, I do a monthly content calendar <laughs> and I update the content every single month. So around the 27th of the month, I 
upload, I upload about 45 ish social posts onto there. And I'm always trying to add new content. And Mm -hmm. I, how I find time for that is I don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just do. I have the weirdest hours though. I'm a night owl. So sometimes I'm working at 10 PM and then uh, until 3 a.m. or something mm-hmm. like that. That's kind of how I roll. I try. Yeah, I try yeah. to. Yeah. Well, so we we got to wrap because we're at time. But I have one other thought that m- you may not like it. It you may like it, you may not. But it's a suggestion of to get you off the perpetual content treadmill. Because right now you you have to ship that every month, right? Because if you don't, people are going to cancel because there's no new content. What if starting a few months from now? When people sign up for the Agent Nest, they only get, like you, you advertise, hey, we have 800 pieces of content on the site, but new content comes out every month. And mm-hmm. then you have 50 pieces of content automatically publish each month for any individual. So if it, literally, if someone's on their first month, they see 800. And if they're on their second month, they see 850. And their third right. month, it's like a forced drip sequence in a way. And then if yeah. someone's on their 10th month, then they see, you know, what it is, 10 times 50. So they'd see like 1300. And you could expand that over time. If you could then take a break from creating new content for a while, not for your mm-hmm. existing customers. That would be the, the hardest part, right? Is your current 8K expect there to be more on top of it each month? Yeah. That'd be the challenge then. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of, there's a lot of challenges that come with owning this kind of company, but I'm always up for learning and I love all the, I'll love all the suggestions you're giving me. And I feel, I feel like now my possibilities are endless now that I've they been are. talking to you. Well, I'm, I'm just like, I feel so great about this. And I've, well, I've always been scared to move forward because I'm the, the person who is afraid of failure. Like I've always been afraid of failure and that's held me back from meeting my goals sometimes. Whenever I'm able to have these kinds of conversations with people like you or with even my customers or anybody else that is inspiring to me, it it really helps me to move forward. And it just, I don't know. I just, I feel really grateful right now. I guess let's just sum it up with that. (laughs) I'm grateful as well. Thanks for spending 30 minutes on the show today with us. I'd love to have you back in the future once you're... Oh, I'd love to be back. Thank yeah, you. That's awesome. With that, you're, oh, you are at the Agent Nest. And the Agent yes, Nest. at the Agent Nest on all of my social media channels, whatever you guys use, you can find me that way. So uh, yeah. Thanks, Molly. Cool. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Special thanks. Go out to Molly for joining me on the show today, as well as to Hay and Stripe two weeks on July 21st. Um, we're going to be talking about bootstrapping Veed with founder Saba Kinejad.